everyone. Welcome to another episode of Common Ground, a podcast from the Washington Research Council. This is Mary Strau. I'm joined today by my partner in crime, Randy Abrams Karras. Hello, Randy. Hello, Mary. Hello. We are we're doing this over Skype today. Um, and we're recording this the night before election day. Um because we'll all just be too frantic to do it on election day. Uh, also, we're I feel ha- like there should be some ominous music in there right I now. I know, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. if we can edit some in, that would be great. Yeah, we'll okay. see what we can do about that. Uh, <laughs> and we are very happy to be joined very briefly because he's a very busy dude by Jim Bruner, who is political reporter with the Seattle Times. Hello, Jim. Hi, I could add some ominous music. Dun 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 dun. dun <laughs> That's dun, right. Dun, dun. Well, Jim's a musician. Okay. You're, you. you're a musician, aren't too, aren't you? Um, I in, try. In a matter of speaking, uh, Jim also uh, is part of a relatively new podcast from the Seattle Times. Correct? It's called The Overcast. The Overcast. Yes, mm-hmm. you can find it on the website and SoundCloud and, and iTunes and all those places. Nice. Okay, and we'll do we'll do a little cross promotion. We'll put a link Definitely. in the when we post it on the web and stuff. Okay, so Jim, it's night before the election. Not like you have anything to do. So we're gonna we're gonna get right into this, and then we're gonna send you off to go do more reporting. Great. Uh, but can you just give us like what are some of your? I know this is a general question, but what's been your take overall, sort of on the the state elections, like the governor's race? How do you think that's going? legislature what do you think about that is there anything else that really kind of caught your eye this year yeah well i mean i I expect the governor's race to go like the last bunch of governor's races Mm -hmm. um you know it'd be a surprise until until the republicans break the streak i don't really have an expectation that they'll break it right exactly um you know, Bill Bryant's really struggled with name recognition and money. You know, his campaign manager told me in June, I think, that their fundraising was down, but they expected to get to $9 million. I looked today, they're at about $3 million something. I mean, yeah. they just really, and, and it feels like they might have kind of cratered because of, you know, Donald Trump's popularity in this state. And it oh, yeah. just gives people no reason to think that with him at the top of the ticket, it'll be any better. I will say that, you know, Brian's been touting a Survey USA poll that, that said, look, the later voters look like they may be better for Republicans. So they're holding out some hope that even if they're behind on election night, maybe they could come back. Right. And then, you know, at the legislature, I, I just don't know. I think it's really up in the air. I don't know if you want to talk about that. And, and, and you know, some of the initiatives I think are interesting, too. Can we go back to the Bryant um, touting that poll? Um, because Trump has been saying that early voters are breaking for him. Is there any basis in reality? Well, Trump will say lots of things that have no basis in reality. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's just a fact. You know, the guy said Obama, uh, what did he say? Obama, you know, lost his mind at a protester oh, yeah. recently. And oh, then you look yes. at the video and it's, no, he, he said, let's respect this guy. So I don't know what he's talking about, especially in Washington State. You know that Trump eye isn't really, I don't think, on Washington State. Of course, they're tracking um, the local people working for him. Doug Erickson are, are looking at, you know, they, they, they think they've got a lot of people registered to vote who, who maybe didn't vote before. So they're 
they're hoping for this, you know, this un... Oh, are these the secret or the shy? Well, or people who didn't vote. Okay. You know, maybe weren't, weren't excited about other candidates. And, I mean, I've met some people at Trump rallies who said that, you know, look, I, I haven't uh, been voting before. I just mm-hmm. registered for him. Um, that's anecdotal, but certainly there's some of them out there. All right. But I don't think it helps Bill Bryant, personally. Yeah, I can't imagine. So, uh, the legislature, you know, have you seen anything about a possible Trump effect? I mean, I guess my gut instinct would tell me that the Trump effect would be bad for Republicans. But then, you know, I've seen more uh, instances nationally where people are doing more ticket splitting than they otherwise might have been expected to do. Yeah, I um, I know that the Republicans, some of the Republicans running legislative races have been really terrified by this, frankly, mm-hmm. all year, um, mm-hmm. especially on the east side, suburban, you know, Bellevue, around the area. Oh, yeah. Steve, Steve Litza's race. You know, I've heard of some polls that were Republican polls that have been just so brutal about how unpopular Trump is in some of those districts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at, at some point, you know, in one district they said over there, I was told that, you know, fewer than half of Republicans, self-identified Republicans, were supporting Trump. Wow. So the key will be, you know, will they carry that on into legislative races? And, that, and that's that's hard to predict, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's probably a good thing. But um, then again, you know, you look at statewide races here, and... Um, you know, we've had statewide Republican candidates consistently outpoll whoever the Republican is at the top of the ticket. So mm-hmm. people here do exercise judgment and, and separate it a little bit. So we'll just see how much. And then I was talking with one Republican consultant who said, you know, there's some areas where the Trump effect is actually positive. You know, uh, around the Longview area, there's a race down there where uh, there's a lot of people who are Democrats who are coming along board the Trump train. And, um, you know, he said, that this is actually maybe going to help them there. So it's just a question of whether that's overwhelmed by where it hurts them. Right. Yeah. Is, I can, is I can that imagine. in the 19th district? Oh, sorry, Mary. No, yeah, exactly. The 19th district. Oh. Uh, what is it? Teresa Purcell, Jim Walsh. Teresa Purcell. Mm. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I imagine that's pretty prime territory for, for Trump voters. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. Just really quickly, because we know you have to get back to work. Um, you did a fa- you had a fascinating, uh, at least fascinating to me and Randy, um, article on Evan McMullen, who is this guy who is a third party guy. He's a write-in candidate. Um, well, you have to write him in because I don't I don't think he's on the ballot. Maybe in Utah, not, but he's, he's not in Washington. He's yeah. on the ballot in eleven in eleven states, but okay. yeah, it's a long shot thing. But yes, and I think that what the the hope people are holding out, uh, dim as it might be, isn't that he would actually <laughs> win the race outright, but that if it got thrown to the house, uh, somehow he could be a spoiler and prevent a Trump presidency. But anyway, he's a he's a pretty interesting guy. Why don't you can you talk just yeah. really briefly about that? Yeah, I was glad to finally be able to talk with him. Um, he's been focused mainly on places like Utah, mm-hmm. Idaho, he mentioned to me. He's been, he's been going around the country. He's gotten some attention because he, um, you know, in Utah, he's polled pretty well. Mm-hmm. And there have been, been various times when it looks like he could uh, beat Trump there. I mean, think Trump, I think Trump's kind of come around there, and he may not win Utah. But mm-hmm. Trump said some mean things about Mitt Romney and his Mormon questioning his Mormon faith. And yes. And 
McMullen's Mormon. Evan grew up in Auburn, graduated from Auburn High School here. Mm-hmm. He joined the CIA. He was a CIA agent overseas in some really hairy situations. Yeah. And then he went to work for Kathy McMorris Rogers, the, Sp- the uh, congresswoman from you know, the Spokane area. So he's definitely got some local connections, and that's why I was interested in him. And he just sees the whole Trump movement as, you know, an alt- alt-right racist movement even that um, that he could, can't stomach, and he, he thinks that Republicans should have stood up and somehow found a way to, to bounce him, you know, at the convention or something. And so right. he's, he's basically put himself forward as, a, as sort of a spoiler candidate mm-hmm. uh, to give people you know, a place to go with a protest vote or, you know, maybe even if, if there's some, you know, once-in-a-lifetime electoral college scenario to throw the, the election to the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and his take from, from reading your piece is that <clears throat> he he seems to be of the opinion that the the problems in the Republican Party are sort of unfixable and that there has to be something new kind of seems that way. I mean, I think maybe a lot of it would depend on what happens after the election, true, yeah, both with, with Evan McMullen and others. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for, for people like Evan McMullen and, you know, Chris Vance, who I've talked to in this state, mm-hmm. like the Senate candidate, um, some of them think it would be worse for the Republican Party if Trump wins um, yeah. in the long term. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. if he gets blown out, then maybe the party reassesses, wipes itself off, but people are going to remember, you know, that they supported Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. it's certainly going to be a different-looking party yeah. if you win. It's going to be a populist, you know, sort of anti-trade, um, you know, kind of party that, you know, is definitely different, but maybe draws in a different set of voters. Yeah, yeah, different. That's for sure. Um, well, it would be interesting. I, I'm not it's, I'm not supporting a Trump presidency at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the idea of... Um, He's saying what he thinks or what he hears people want to hear, but I don't know how he would put into practice or if he would put into practice these anti-trade policies. First of all, he doesn't actually know how Congress works, so um, he couldn't do it without the support of Congress, but he personally has benefited from moving his, his operations out of the country. So, he just sort of says what's on his mind. I don't think that, yeah. you know, it well, would actually turn into any policies. Who knows? I mean, he, it would depend. I mean, if he somehow gets a surprise blowout, then maybe people, you know, look at the winds and they go, we, we have to, we have to go this way. I mean, you know, in the democratic party too, we saw Bernie Sanders with this big questioning of, of trade and even pulled Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. basically into saying, mm-hmm. I oppose the trans-Pacific partnership. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, question how sincere that is. It, you know, it sort of felt like a, oh, uh, Bernie Sanders has really got something here, and, you know, Trump's saying it on the other side, and she she realizes that people have real, you know, concerns about specific trade agreements, you know, even if they're not always well-founded. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those. I was a Bernie person, and yes, I Randy's. questioned the TPP <laughs> for, um, yeah. for a variety of reasons. Um uh, mostly environmental. Um, yeah, you can definitely so. be, you know, I think, obviously you could be, you know, when you look at the details of something, details should matter, so. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so while workers in Indonesia might benefit from the CPP, I'm not sure that um, that the environment as a whole, you know, globally would benefit. 
especially when it comes to toxic chemicals and how industry has been sort of trying to dictate the show on that one. Yeah, and you've probably looked at that more than I have, so it's certainly going to be an interesting have, debate. I have a quick question, um, well, a comment. It's, it looks like King County is doing a second count tomorrow night, so you're going to have a longer night than you normally would, right? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. I think they're going to release a second batch at like 1.30 a.m. Whoa. Something crazy like that. Mama. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if it's 50,000 additional votes or something like that, you know, I don't know how much that changes the the picture on the first night. I mean, you know, it's, it's Are any county. other counties doing it? Yeah. I don't, I don't just, know. Just King County? As far as I know, it's just King County, but, but I'm not totally sure. I've been wrapped up in some of their stories, um, yeah. so I haven't, I haven't checked all the counties. But, yeah, it's, it's always a late night, and... Uh, you know, you just hope that you can get out in time to go over to the 13 Coins next door here That's right. and have a drink or two. <laughs> They're open 24 so, hours, right? Right. That's maybe, right. Okay, maybe yeah. a little later than, than normal. All and right, who Jim. Do you see? What do you, oh, wait, I have one more question, okay. Mary. One more okay. question. I'm just trying to get him back to what work. Do you, yeah, no problem. Okay, you'll have to go back to work. What do you see happening in the Jayapal Walkinshaw race? Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's the 7th District. I mean, I, I have thought for a long time, to be honest, that Jayapal would win mm-hmm. that race. Like, for a long time. You know, in fact, when mm-hmm. she announced it, I kind of thought she'd win. Um, and, you know, she has the backing of the Bernie crowd. He personally endorsed her. I think that goes a long way. But I will say this late, late dust-up where, you know, uh, where uh, Brady Walkinshaw ran these negative ads against her. That I've seen those ads all the time. Mm, and, yeah. you know, it's a pretty effective thing to, you know, message and think, simple thing to understand that she missed the budget vote to be in New York. And, right. and then she, she blew up and, and, and reacted to it in a way that got criticized by some people. I mean, I think she needed to respond, and it is kind of a late you Yeah, know, she, a late call, she called him yeah. sexist. It's like, yeah, and eh. I think some of, and some of her endorsers, I think, compared it to Trump tactics, yeah, you know, which I think really. was a little over the top. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, it, it's like, uh, you know, it's these intra-party feuds that can be just really nasty because, you know, you know, whoever gets this probably gets that seat for, for life if they want it. Oh, yeah. So, However long go. they right. want so, it. Right. You really, you really you want to get it. You got it made in the shade once you win that one. Yeah, unless something happens. Totally. But, you know. Unless you you veer to the right, you if as long as you tack left, you are uh, you're a okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well interesting. By the here. way, Rob McKenna now apparently endorsed Brady Walker. Oh so no. He may be trying to peel off. Oh my him. gosh. He shouldn't Just have done a little week. <laughs> there, there, are you know what? Ten percent Republicans in Seattle. Oh, okay, I was going to say, oh, that might hurt Brady, but oh man, well maybe it, well, it will. Who knows? I don't know. Who you knows? Know? We'll, we'll hey, see, Mary, I mean, where, I, what district does your mom yeah. live in, Mary? Mine. She is your mom in the seventh? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, that might help. My mom, <laughs> the Lane my, family. My yeah, the Lane family might help put uh, put old Brady over the top. There you go. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, if it's a close race, you do a little wink to the Republicans. You <laughs> exactly. Know? Hope, hope you don't get caught. Good <laughs> yeah. work. Oh yeah, you've got to be deep undercover when you do that in Seattle. <laughs> That's right. I mean, literally, I mean, I, I've tried to find the chair of the 43rd District Republicans, and, you know, it, it can be hard sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah, they've <laughs> got to, they'd have to go into witness protection. 
I, I, I had talked to one. This was years ago, but he he literally said, you know, please don't use my name. Oh yeah. So, no, you. That's Seattle. You know, that's just Seattle. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy Aww. town. It <laughs> is sad. not Makes me sad. Not the city I grew up in. I mean, it, it was always changed a lot. It was always liberal, but now it's just like it's insane. Sorry, Seattleites, but it's insane. Um, hey, as as one of those crazy liberals, I agree with you, Mary. Yes. See, I got back up here. All right. Okay, well, Jim. Well, I think Shama Sawant would have a thing to say uh, about that. You know, she has her support here. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, she would have yeah, lots of things to say. None of them in- intelligible. Sorry. That's just my little, um, my little commentary. I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that either. <laughs> okay. Uh... All right, Jim. Now, what's your t- people should be following you on election night on Twitter? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's at Jim underscore Bruner, B R U N N E R. And yeah, in All between right, deadlines, I'll try to tweet. Yeah, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll put that in our little in the little podcast description too. All right, Jim. Great. Thank you for joining us, uh, and good luck. Thanks a lot. All right, we'll see ya. Good luck to us all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay, Randy. Well, there goes Jim with her okay. little. We had to, that's that's <laughs> nice. It's, I feel very official having the um, you know the the input from a from a reporter, someone who's actually on that the. That was ground. a score. I know. That was a score on the eve of an election. I know, big um, time. A huge, a huge, huge, huge. election. Yeah, big league. <laughs> Big league election. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, thank you to Jim for that. Um, okay. So, I thought what we're going to do here is sort of recap the season, the election season that was, and then talk about, okay, what's going to happen next. Um, and one of, you know, just one of the points I wanted to bring up about the whole Donald Trump thing is, and if, we have any listeners who've been listening to us from the beginning. Um, you know, at first I was really, uh, not that I was ever supporting Donald Trump, but I thought he was funny. I thought he was entertaining. I certainly thought he was latching on to a portion of the electorate that hadn't, that the Republican party had uh, been ignoring or just hadn't been aware of. For a while, and then of course it stopped being funny and stopped being entertaining. And I don't know; it was right around the point of the making fun of the disabled journalist, and then uh, the cons, you know, the Gold Star family, and then it just all went downhill mm-hmm. from there. Um, for for me, it was um, his announcement. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> his official sure. announcement yes. when he was. Um, Saying that Mexicans were rapists and criminals, and and um, and maybe there were some good ones. Yeah, maybe there's uh, some that good sort ones. of. But I think that you're right. At that point, it was still like, huh, what a joke! This will be over, and you know, yes. like he'll be out by New Hampshire. Right. Yeah. Like n- never did one dream. And you know, the thing about his um, his immigration stance was that, um. Right at the beginning when he got in, I saw a clip from him from 2012 where he said, oh, you can't deport 
whatever it was, 12 million people. That wouldn't be, he said that you couldn't do it logistically and it wouldn't be the right thing to do. So I thought, okay, here's this guy who's just like sort of conning us here. Mm -hmm. Um, But he, you know, he went all in. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. As you said, nobody ever dreamed. I certainly didn't dream he would um, clinch it. And certainly not make it through Super Tuesday. Come on. No, I know. And, uh, and, (laughs) And here we are. And here we are. Um, so, yeah, so we've got the whole Trump thing. And then, of course, you were a Bernie supporter. You you went to go see him when he came to Seattle. I I housed his, his, uh, his one of his staff members. That's right. <laughs> so, who is a close personal friend. It wasn't that I signed up just with the campaign. Right. But, um, yeah, I was all in for Bernie. And I have to tell you um, that... I do believe that Hillary is um, the only sane choice um, against Donald Trump. And I think that um, I wasn't going to write anyone in. I think that she's, you know, when Barack Obama at one of the debates um, in 08 said, I like you just fine, Hillary, or something like that. You're you're likable enough. Yeah. You're likable enough. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. Like, you know, she's, it's fine. Um, I'm not as excited as so many other people seem to be, mm-hmm. but I am excited that she will stop Trump and also yes. that, um, that there's something real and you and I completely disagree about this uh, or agree on our excitement about this, that, right. um, something real happened out of, um, the Bernie Sanders movement, um, that it is a real movement, um, and that. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and um, and maybe even Sherrod Brown and, you know, and Keith Ellison and and that wing of the Senate Democratic um, Party are going to hold Hillary accountable mm-hmm. and make sure that she continues to tack to the left um, as opposed to her what seems to be her natural inclinations, which yes. is to move to the center. Yeah, which is, um, which, you know, when I read the WikiLeaks, I was like, oh, and the Goldman Sachs speeches, I was like, oh, this gives me hope, you know. So, this, <laughs> so the, the same thing that, that made the, that just, you know, was like a dagger through the heart of the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren people was like, oh, phew, she's more of a centrist right. and, you know, behind closed doors. But no, I think you're totally right. She's, and she's going to have to if she doesn't want to get primaried and those people are just going to, you know, Warren and Sanders. And they will. Yeah. 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 So she's going to have to go, but she's also, you know, I don't think she's, you know, she's a tough cookie. I don't, it'll be interesting to see in what areas she tax left and in what areas she goes more to the center. Exactly. That's what she is. She's smart and she's a deal maker. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, sort of what made me not like her husband so much is that um, those who can least afford a deal are the ones who get the deal cut on, right? Mm, okay. So with yeah. welfare reform, with immigration reform, it's like, we can get a deal here, you know, there are going to be people, there will be collateral damages. Mm-hmm. And that's just mm-hmm. the way it goes, but I'm going to make a deal. And so yeah. she, she, is, she is smart. And she is a deal maker. And yeah. so um, it will be interesting to see how um, the left flank deals with that. Yes. Um, and, you know, like, and who 
gets let let off the hook and who mm-hmm. won't let themselves off the hook. It'll just be very interesting. But I will um, sleep better knowing that there's um, that Hillary Clinton is in the White House as opposed to Donald Trump. And yeah, I think I, that we're both agreeing that she's going to win, right? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I can't, um, I mean, I was actually, my husband and I, who are both uh, Republican, although I don't know if, if how much longer I'll call myself a Republican, um, we're both, you know, pragmatic conservatives. We were like, never in a million years did we think that we would rather, that we would be looking to Hillary Clinton <laughs> to like save our country from going down the toilet which is what i think would happen seriously um, if trump um, seriously you know like and for, you know for me and for us it's, you know the big thing is like foreign policy i mean it just scares me to death the prospect of him um a man of that temper- temperament um having the nuclear well, codes and uh you know, and then of course, all we've seen him, him being endorsed by the KKK and him sort of dredging up all of this um, anti-Semitic and racist uh, behavior online and at his rallies, and it's you know a pretty dangerous thing, in my opinion. Right. Um, I mean, all the the dog whistle stuff. Yes. Um, that you know, it 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 is terrifying. Yeah, it um, really is. And uh, you know, I. Uh, See, we get notices of when security is higher at, you know, at Jewish institutions. Oh, sure, and yeah. It's, um, it is terrifying what has been unleashed. Mm-hmm. These people existed before, but they they existed in the shadows, and mm-hmm. now they are emboldened and empowered. Yep. Um, and the apologists are even more concerning. Right. Um, and and that we've seen this before in history, and and we saw the the Hitler apologists, and mm-hmm. people thought they could control him, and they thought they had a handle on it, mm-hmm. and they wound up in you know in death camps just like everyone else. Yep. So not that I that I see Trump moving the country in that direction, but I think that that you know you can feel the way you feel and think the way you think but acting on it is very different mm-hmm. and people have been empowered to act on it and the most recent thing um that i saw that where a mother with a disabled so, or a son with a disability in a yes, wheelchair with cerebral um, palsy protesting at it mm-hmm. yeah um and and people at the trump rally were kicking his wheelchair his wheelchair yeah um and they got to meet the president yeah uh, they met the president you know, who, the next who, day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people feel they've lost their humanity, and exactly. that's um, that's really concerning. And you know, my husband and I were having a discussion about what do we do on November ninth. Um, and I said, I think that we're going to be fine in Seattle. I don't know how people are going to be in you know other parts of the country. I think we'll right. be fine here. I I think so. I mean, I think a lot of this is. Um, I don't want to use the term bluster because that diminishes it. But in terms of their talk of, oh, there's going to be revolution and bloodshed. Mm -hmm. um, You know, I was listening to one podcast and it's like, um, in America, that's not really possible. It's not like a small group of people can just start trying something without the police and all that, keeping the peace. So. Um, they can wreak havoc, though, and they can scare people. And, and that's the whole thing. That's the whole voter suppression thing is a yes. few people even threatening mm-hmm. to show us at polls 
can scare people who are scared already. Yeah. Although, you know, you look at, you look at what's been happening the past few days, the um, uh, massive, especially Latino uh, turnout in Nevada, Nevada. Florida, you know, people waiting in line for hours and hours and hours Mm -hmm. and hours. So that at least, thank goodness, that hasn't, um, the, the voter, Act really active, overt, hostile voter suppression techniques uh, we haven't seen yet. Knock on wood. And and a restraining order was um, mm-hmm. actually served to the Trump campaign, right? Um, because of their activities, right? So right. So you know, yes, our our justice system, while severely flawed, um, it does work in some instances. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, I, I'm assuming that Hillary's going to win quite comfortably. That's just my assumption. Um, That's what I know, but this has been such a crazy election season. It has. You been. know, it's like I want to feel comfortable saying that, right. and then I think we haven't been able to predict anything. I know. I know. <laughs> so. I know, but I just think. Um, you know, you look at what's been happening with the turnout so far, and then you just you also have to remember that her get out the vote ground game is just oh, you can't phenomenal. even compare. Yeah, and the Republicans, yeah. D- Donald Trump has literally—I mean, I shouldn't say literally nothing—but he has almost nothing on the ground. So, and that that right. that's really well, he that's, doesn't believe in it. No, he he just believes in rallies. So, yeah. You just keep and having rallies. he thinks that's an indicator of people who will mm-hmm. go stand in line for hours to vote. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't know that people go home and turn on their television <laughs> right. and that's where they stay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that they need calls and rides to the wherever and, right. you know, right. pizza delivered while they're <laughs> waiting in line for three hours. Because, of course, we, you know, exactly. we get it by mail, but there, you see all these early voting, like in, in uh, Nevada, where they were in line for hours and hours, and they were delivering pizza and all this stuff to keep them in line. So they wouldn't be like, screw right. this. I have friends. Wow. I have friends in all of those places, in wow. Ohio and Nevada, who yeah. have, like, gone there, who have been deployed or who have voluntarily gone there. Yeah. To, and in Florida, who are doing exactly that. Right, um, right. On the D side. Yeah. On the Clinton side. Yeah. So, yeah, ground game is important. And we know that Republicans can do it. They've done it. But um, right. Trump hasn't funded it and hasn't supported it. Yeah. And I'm really surprised that his um, stellar... Um, campaign person Kellyanne Conway hasn't <laughs> insisted on something. I know. I know. Well, it sounds like um, there was a New York Times story that came out today or yesterday, kind of behind the scenes, and it sounds like they have a hard time convincing, you know, once he, once Trump gets yeah. it in his head, um, it's, they have a hard time convincing him. Um, and convincing him yeah. to spend money, too. Um, so, okay. Well, he, he doesn't even pay people who do jobs for him. So, you know, he's certainly not going to invest in something he doesn't believe in and can't be, you know, you know, it's every time I read something, I read an article in the New York times or I'm reading, um, Hamilton right now. Mm. I, I wonder, has Donald Trump read this? (laughs) Do you think that he reads at all? Probably Um, not. You know? Yeah. It's kind of clear that he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine him doing that. Um, okay, so we're both we're both saying Hillary's going to win. Um, yeah, I think after election, I day, feel like I'm more that you're what 
I feel like I'm, I, I'm, I have much trepidation about predicting anything about this race. I know. I do think she's going to win, yes. but I'm a little scared to say it out loud. Right. Um, just because everyone's been so wrong <clears throat> about everything. Yes. This entire cycle. I know. I know. Um, but I, I don't know. My gut just tells me and just looking at what's yeah. been, what's she, been happening so far. Um, she doesn't even need Florida. Like by all predictions, she doesn't even need Florida right. to win. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. you know, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've talked a little bit about what you think is going to happen after assuming Hillary wins and that Hillary will get a lot of pressure from Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders wing and Bernie. to tack left. Uh, and then, of course, the big question mark is what will, the, you know, what will the Republicans do? Um, and I think if the Republicans were smart, what they would do is not what they did when Obama won, which is to say, we're going to make sure you fail and block everything. You right. figure out kind of strategically areas where you agree um, and you uh, say, hey, let's work on this. And get some credibility with the public that you're actually interested in governing. And then on the issues where it matters, where you very much disagree with her, that's when you oppose. Right. Um, that's, you know, that's just normal governing. But there, I think there are, there seem to be several issue, uh, areas where uh, Republicans could work, work, could work with Hillary Clinton. Um, for example, she's talked a lot about uh, boosting, you know, technical education and vocational education. It's like, that's a total, you know, Republicans talk about that all the time. So work on she, that. They, yes. They can, um, she can work with them on, with Republicans on that. She can work with Republicans on immigration. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been a, it's been a plank. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeb Bush and George W. Bush. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They had, they had that. So, I, it seems like there are some things that they can work on and that she can, um, she'll have the vote yes. without the left flank. Right. Yeah. And of course, and of course this all depends on, I mean, uh, 538 is saying last time I listened to them yesterday, they have a daily podcast now leading up to the election. They said it was about, they thought it was about 50, 50 that the Senate might go Democrat. So that would play a role, obviously. Have, Nobody thinks the house yeah. is going to go D. It, I mean, it could happen. No. But and, so, I, but I don't know. I'm I'm a little pessimistic. I fear that it's just going to be more of the same. And then, you know, if if more of the pragmatic Republican House members lose, the what did what is it? It's the Freedom Caucus. The team. I think you, we we decided it was the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus <laughs> is proportionally going to have more power, and they're the ones who don't like Paul Ryan, and they're even plotting to um, unseat him. Um, so it it could just be uh, kind of who knows? It could be more of the same. I hope not. I hope not either. And then then. Um, When's the next redistricting? We have a while until redistricting, right? Yeah, I don't know when it is. This is too, probably yeah. probably twenty twenty. Probably twenty twenty. Yeah, right. But some so someone um, was saying, you know, I hear this a lot that if Trump wins, we're moving to Canada, blah blah. <laughs> and I said, we have the midterms to start thinking about. Yeah. So no one's going anywhere. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> because exactly. right, if you're really a patriot, you're going to stay and fight for your country. Oh, yeah. And not yeah. wait it out somewhere. I mean, people, and, people you know, have been saying that for years. If so-and-so wins. Yes. I remember my parents, they were in, my dad had some kind of business trip to New York right before the 64 elections. And um, this young woman who was giving them a tour of some thing, she said, if Goldwater wins, I'm moving to Canada. And I was like, okay. And they've been, <laughs> and they've been saying that in every election on either side, and it never happens. So, What I like now, and this is just on, you know, my lefty side, is that um, different communities are saying, you know, that's kind of a, and I can see the eye, your eyes rolling <laughs> as I say this, is that, um, that when you say you're moving to Canada, that shows your white privilege and that you have the, the ability to even think something oh, like right. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, oh, um, and I agree with that. I, I don't have the, the capacity to go anywhere. I mean, no. I guess that we we could actually move to Israel, but I'm not thrilled with the situation there either. Right. So, um, for my family, How, yeah. however, I am an I love America, and oh, yeah. I just because you know someone, it, and not even just because, if someone so rep, repugnant as mm -hmm. Donald Trump wins, it is my job and my duty yeah. as an American to thwart him and yeah. fight against him and make sure that, that he is not successful right, and that his, support, that his supporters who are hateful, vile, mm -hmm. deplorable people um, are not successful. Exactly. So that's gotta, our jobs as Americans. Oh, yeah. You don't, uh, you don't cut and run. No, uh, exactly. I, I wanted to bring up, I was just listening to CNN earlier today and I, there was something hopeful. Um, they had a, a woman on who they had paid, she wasn't in politics or anything. She did something like, I don't know, research, market research or focus groups for corporations. And she brought in, she brought together a group of hardcore Trump supporters <clears throat> and had them in a room. And then she, she had a group of undocumented uh, immigrants. So mm -hmm. illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call them not here legally. Mm -hmm. And first right. she had them behind a screen. Then she brought them in together. So they were facing each other. And she said, actually, by the end, they really connected after some initial um, frostiness. Like some of the Trump people were like, well, would you fight for this country? And the undocumented immigrants were like, uh, hell yeah, we would. Absolutely. We love this country. Yeah. That's our and she said, it was pretty amazing that by the end of this group or by the end of the meeting um they had it wasn't there wasn't yelling and there wasn't um insults that they had actually um treated each other like human beings um and it you know that made me think about how <clears throat> as we've talked so many times here on this podcast about people kind of retreating to their corners and they only read their right-wing news, or they only read their left-wing news, or they only hang out with people who agree with them, and um, and and what a disservice that does to society and to our political system. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think 
I'm sorry. Did I? No, no, you? no, no, you didn't. I think that's a beautiful, hopeful note to wind up on mm-hmm. that we have more in common than we have um, that separates us. Exactly. We have more that brings us together than separates us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hopefully we will start healing from this interminable election cycle that has seen such horrible, hateful um, language and, and divisiveness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, so I'm going to, I vote for hope. Me too. That's what else are you going to do? You know? Well, yeah. there are going to be millions of people who don't, but yeah, exactly. I vote for hope and you vote for hope. <laughs> yes. I wrote in. <laughs> and the majority of Americans are voting for hope. Yes. I wrote in John Kasich. He's my hope. There you go. I don't agree with John Kasich on a lot of things, but I do think that he is able, he is civil. Yes. He's sort of the Jack Kemp of, exactly. this, of this new age exactly. um, where we didn't agree a lot on a lot of things, but um, we can all sit at the same table. You, um, wouldn't, you and, put it this way. You wouldn't be deathly afraid if he became president. Exactly. Yes. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. And I think that this is a good lesson for all of us on the right and the left, mm-hmm. you know, and especially I'm hoping on the left where, every, you know, every election is the most important election of our mm-hmm. lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really because I make fun of that. It's like, really, this one is I thought the last one. Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. They always um, say that, you know, but wasn't it quaint when, you know, we on the left thought Mitt Romney would be a disaster <laughs> or John McCain would be yeah. a disaster. Yeah. It's like, because well, Sarah Palin sort of you know that yeah, was the scare yeah, factor yeah, yeah, for John yeah. McCain. Yeah, that made it. A but little now we're like really facing what real fear is. Yes, and it's and a good object lesson. It is. Yeah, yeah. Bill Maher was making that point on Politically Correct. He was like, "Wow." Oh. Yeah, he said he said so. Look at you didn't even know you're making the exact same point as no. Bill Maher. Mm-hmm, he did. He was like, "Yeah, you know that's on us. We've been." You know, he's, and I think he spent like a million bucks on a pack against Mitt Romney. He's like, are you kidding me? They were honorable yeah. men. And this is, this yes, is different. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So good, good for you, Rant. You and Bill Maher, you should have your own uh, HBO show. Well, that's next. After TVW. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Renee Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna, I'm saying uh, her name on the air. I know on we're, name, podcast. we're name checking Renee. Uh, okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up tomorrow. We will be um, glued. My husband asked me, oh, do you want to go to such and such election night party? I'm like, are you kidding? I'm going to have the TV on my computer, my phone. I'm going to, I'm going to steal my kid's iPad. I'm going to have so many devices open. <laughs> I'm going to a birthday party. Wow! For a for, with 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 a former elected official. Wow! Um, and other political people, but we're going to we're going to celebrate a birthday and check our phones maniacally. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you. <laughs> and uh, keep hope alive. Yeah. Keep hope alive, everybody. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye, Randy. Okay. Bye, Bye. Mary. Bye.